Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. more like it. That's more like it. That's more Big Ten-ish. Power into the field. And the uh, psychedelic stuff we play on the Spielman and Hooley podcast. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the A Few Good Men on the Big Ten podcast. I'm Bruce Hooley. He is Andy Anders. And um, boy, imagine how many news headlines we'd have if we had actual football to talk about, Andy. But we have uh, controversy. We have uh, anarchy. We have all kinds of things to talk about here. On a Monday, August 17th edition of the uh, Few Good Men on the Big Ten podcast, live on the Chris Landry Football Twitch channel. Welcome, everyone. You can find our podcast and other podcasts, including our friends from the Big 12 in defense of the Big 12. will follow us uh, at the top of the next hour, 11 o'clock in the East, 10 o'clock in the Central. A Few Good Men on the Big Ten, followed by the In Defense of the Big 12 podcast. But we have a Pac-12, we've got SEC gumbo, we've got fantasy shows and everything. But uh, this morning... We have Justin Fields in less than 24 hours corralling. Do you have a fresh count on the number of signatures on Justin Fields' petition? Uh, yes, let me pull it up right quick. 228,921. 228,921. So we're going to pass a quarter of a million signatures, I'm going to guarantee you, by noon Yes. today. Uh, still no response from the Big Ten no. about the Justin Fields' petition to reinstate football and play it. Do you think this petition will have any impact on whether the Big Ten plays football this year or not? Gut reactions, no. Um, Just because they haven't seemed to listen to the coaches and players before. I mean, there was plenty of the we want to play movement and the Mm -hmm. uh, coaches' response that we saw before, you know, before the Big Ten made the decision to cancel the season, postpone it till the spring. Um, So I think my, my gut reactions to say no, I don't think this will have an impact. But I will say that when that initial decision happened, right, we remember the sequence of events. The Dan Patrick report comes out, which seemed, you know, pretty well sourced. um, And I still haven't seen anything like that was wrong, that they voted 12-2. And then the Big Ten president said, no, we didn't vote. We're actually voting today. It kind of felt like a backpedal at that time. So you wonder if the players made them bulk once, could they make them bulk again? If that's what really, if that's what really happened there. Um, But otherwise, it's it's kind of... um, I don't know if there's a whole lot that the players can do at this point. Should so that's the next question is you and I neither one think this will make any difference in what the Big Ten does. Should what the players want be the determining factor in what the Big Ten does? The determining factor, no, a factor certainly. 
Um, I think anyone would agree it's a fa- it should be a factor. I think the Big Ten would agree it should be a factor. But um, really, the science and the facts should be what determines the decision here. I mean, if if this were a pandemic that's killing, you know, uh, if the mortality rate was more closer to two to five percent, yeah, know, what it was originally uh, possibly framed as being. Right. 3% mortality rate. For the for the college athletes, then absolutely. You know, if you if the facts are saying that it's not safe to play, then you don't play. But the facts aren't saying that anymore, at least not that we've seen. Uh, well, we, they're not saying it in the South. They're not saying it in the South. Apparently, the Big Ten doctors are saying it. Um, so... I, I don't. I haven't talked to the Big Ten's doctors personally, but um, well, we can we can go through every level of this, and we will, and uh, we invite you to respond to us. Andy on Twitter is at Andy Anders fifty five. Uh, I'm at B Hools. Uh, the Chris Landry Football Channel, as I said, has you covered with football uh, in every single way you can have football covered, whether it's a fantasy show or an NFL show or a college show. Uh, our Big Ten podcast has been a twice a week show until we get football we're going to go to a once a week show right but i i don't believe what the players want to do should be the driving force i'm with you the safety of the players but that's where we get into the debate kevin warren in his statement last week said it was and i quote abundantly clear abundantly clear that the risk uh was too great to go forward okay if the risk is is abundantly clear then I think you have an obligation to share what drove you to the point where you label it abundantly clear. And I think the parents of the Big Ten players in Nebraska, Penn State, Ohio State, and Iowa, four so far, have sent letters to the Big Ten saying it's not abundantly clear to them. So is there a way that we can dispense with what a friend of mine from SEC country just texted me and said, what is going on in the Big Ten? It's anarchy. Well, one word, and we've said it tons of times on the podcast, Bruce, transparency. Can the Big Ten tell us why this decision was made? Can they tell us which presidents voted to make this decision? Yeah, how it was made. Apparently keeping it hidden from everybody is the best way to move forward. (laughs) What the hell? I don't understand it. Like, if you're so confident in this decision, this landmark decision, then release the facts why at least. You've got to tell people. You've got to tell people. You can't just say, sorry, the season you worked so hard for is going to get canceled, postponed. We're going to move it to the spring where a lot of you can't play who are high draft picks because you'll risk millions of dollars for your family. Yeah, you can't do that. Can't, can't get hurt in the spring and then the get spring. drafted in April or May or June and get the same signing bonus you would otherwise get. And then we're not going to tell you why and we're not going to tell you who. You're not going to know. So Big Ten needs to release these facts and maybe they would see some response from it. Maybe people would agree from it. If they actually had good reasons to cancel the season, if they can explain why the decision was made, it would help a lot of people come to grips with it. So here's the full quote from Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner. And I, I grabbed this off the Big Ten network last night. I thought with Justin Fields' petition out there and parents tweeting all day, going on social media, trying to drive the momentum of a protest decision of the Big Ten's postponement, I thought, well, I better get to the Big Ten Network, find out, you know, what's the latest is going on. I thought they might be in live programming. They were not in live programming. They were showing a replay of the 1997 Ohio State-Penn State game. It was like Penn State night on uh, the Big Ten Network, which is fine. But they have a, a news crawl underneath. Right. So I'm thinking, all right, you know, whatever's new, they'll tell me on the crawl. There was no mention of Justin Fields' petition, which was, was there any other sports topic yesterday that was more dominant than 
on social media or creating more of a buzz nationally than Justin Fields' petition? No, not that I saw. I mean, it was every, like, 15 minutes there were people just posting a number. 100,000, 115,000, 150,000. Just, hey, if you're following this, it's, it's a brush fire, right? It's spreading. No mention of Justin Fields' petition on the Big Ten Network. There were quotes on the crawl, but they were all from Maryland coach Mike Loxley, from the Rutgers person, even a quote from Gene Smith that was supportive. We realized now we had to pull the plug. I'd never seen the pull the plug quote from Gene before. It was a disinformation campaign on the Big Ten. So I took down Kevin Warren's quote, which they kept running. The part I remembered, I just said a minute ago, abundantly clear. Abundantly. The full quote, it was abundantly clear that there was too much uncertainty regarding the potential health impacts. So if it's uncertain and it's potential, how can it be abundantly clear? I don't know. Conflicting statements is always from him. I mean, he's this entire... <laughs> This entire thing, this entire sequence of events from Kevin Warren, and I've, I've droned on and on about him. I think my last "You Can't Handle the Truth" was a couple ago was all about him. But the the thing that I've noticed from him and his style of talking, whenever he gives a quote, whenever he's on the air somewhere, is that he starts to make a stance. He's really good at talking out both sides of his mouth. Where. He'll make a stance about something, but then he'll immediately back away from it. We're releasing a schedule, but it doesn't mean there's going to be a season. No, it's not a straight line. Yeah. Uncertain, but we're it's abundantly It's clear. all about the health. It's all about the health. I'll always be about the health, but it's uncertain. It matters if players play, but if we're blessed enough to have a season. I don't... He's... <laughs> I, I haven't understood. He can't stand one way or the other. He has to just sit there and be this, like can't make a decision we got to stay in our little hovel and we can't tell the public what we're thinking because then we might get judged yeah i think too um there's an obvious incongruity here between kevin warren the big 10 commissioner saying that big 10 players can't play and kevin warren the father so far allowing his son to play at mississippi state they're starting fall camp today he's in the sec and i haven't heard that he's been yanked out and i'm sure that that's going to continue to be a point of contention among ohio state i mean if it's abundantly clear yeah, you would better think. pull your son out. Um, here's my thing: is like, would it crush the Big Ten, or wouldn't it be better for the Big Ten if Ohio State, Penn State, Iowa, Nebraska, and I think you'd find another school, maybe two, to go along with you, if you just let the schools play that have protocols they're at peace with, the parents and the players are at peace with. Would it crush the conference? Would it be bad for the conference, or? Better than nothing for the conference if you just let those schools play that want to play. Be better for the nothing for the conference for sure if you're talking purely monetary revenue standpoint. You'd have games to put on TV. You'd get some TV revenue. Absolutely. Do you think? Do I think there's any chance we see that? No. Um, the Big Ten is kind of shoving unity down everyone's throat. It seems like. I and mean, they've always done that. Yeah. It's, they've always done that. It's been abundantly clear. <laughs> that was there. You go. That Love was that. Our Freudian there slip. you go. He's uh, auditioning for Big Ten commissioner Andy Anderson. Yeah, it's been abundantly clear throughout <laughs> this whole thing that um, they are preaching the right. So like. Ryan Day, we, we want to find a way to play football. Yeah. And then Gene Smith said, we are exploring no options for the fall. Like, anytime Nebraska, Scott Frost, the eight, their department, coming out and say that they're looking for ways and then immediately issuing essentially an apology. So, 
I think it's it's almost like the Big Ten has put all the pressure on the teams to say we all need to be on board with this. Everybody, you're either with us or you're against us. Almost seems to be the mentality in there. It's, it's like forced unity almost on the decision from the administrative level. Yeah, Down, well, not so much. Not so much, no. administrative level. No, I mean, I don't recall ever seeing a occurrence in the Big Ten since Penn State joined the league, since it was announced that Penn State would join the league, where there's been this much dissension in the ranks about a decision that was made that impacts everyone, but those impacted don't feel like they had a part in making. Back then, it was the university presidents who made the decision we're adding Penn State because it fits our academic kind of requirements. The athletic directors are like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm, I'm in Iowa City. Like, how am I going to bus my volleyball team to State College? It was a presidential decision handed to the ADs, make it work. This is a presidential decision, we think, was voted by the presidents mm-hmm. uh, of the conference. But we don't know what the majority was. Uh, we've heard it was 12 to 2. I've seen reports that it was 8 to 6. That's, I've also seen those reports. So where did the 8 to 6 come from? That that started trending yesterday. I never eight found the six. source of that. But I've seen 8 to 6 reported. And yes. 8 to 6 seems more realistic to me. But as it concerns Ohio State, Ohio State fans do not know, know how their school voted. Well, no one does. They do not know how their school voted. That's, that's, a, that's everyone. In that's the, the transparency problem. Right. So why can't you own the decision? Because whether the Pac-12 was united or not, they have presented that they were unanimous in their decision to cancel football. Now, I think they probably were unanimous in it. But, you know, you, you do this if you're a really good um, boss, Somebody calls a complaint about an employee. You don't let the person who calls know that you as boss agree with them that the employee acted improperly. You support your employee. Then you go talk privately to your employee and say, listen, you really screwed this up. Don't let it happen again. So in the Pac-12, if they had dissension at the point of making the decision, they're not portraying it now that they might have had dissension. Kevin Warren, if he needed, if he, if he had the cover that it was a unanimous vote, he'd be pounding that all day long. But he clearly doesn't have it because he's not hiding behind it. I totally agree with that. Um, I I don't know why we can't see the vote, <laughs> but eight to six makes a lot more sense. And I think that if they presented, maybe that is what he's worried about. You know, you throw the eight to six out there, and now it just looks like well, it's borderline. It was right there. That's not so abundantly clear. Ohio State fans and Penn State fans are not going to be happy if it turns out that. Rutgers and Maryland, like let's say it's eight to six, okay? Let's say it's eight to six. Well, we're pretty sure from the quotes I've seen running on the crawl on the Big Ten Network, I'm pretty sure Maryland and Rutgers voted no on having football. If you tell Penn State and Ohio State, you tell Ohio State and Michigan that they can't play because Rutgers and Maryland don't want to play, you think people are mad now. If Rutgers and Maryland threw the switch on this and Northwestern and Purdue, if they threw the switch on the serious top 10 football teams in a Big Ten not being able to get out on the field, Kevin Warren's got a really big problem on his hands. Well, it's what you said. It's the logical dilemma of, well, you have these schools, obviously the Maryland's, the Rutgers, the Northwestern's, the Purdue's of the world that don't have all that money into their athletic department. 
aren't going to be able to have the same set of protocols in place that the Ohio States and Michigans and Wisconsin's and people with athletic with money in athletics can have. And um, so, yeah, 100 percent. If you if you as an Ohio State fan find out that it was now what then again, on the flip side of that, what if it was Ohio State and those haves that did vote? I don't understand why that would have been. Um, But, you know, what if it was Ohio State in the end that did vote for the season to be canceled? That's not going to sit well with the fan base either. No. Now, I was surprised yesterday one of the quotes on the Big Ten Network crawl was from Barry Alvarez agreeing with the decision. I would have thought Wisconsin would have been down. Barry Alvarez has been up front. It's going to cost Wisconsin like north of $50 million not to play football this year. I would think they would have comprehensive protocols in place given their status, stature as a have in the league. Uh, But Barry Alvarez is on board with it. So we can count. We know Maryland and Rutgers and Wisconsin voted no. I think Northwestern voted no. So there's four no's for sure. I think Nebraska and Iowa are definite yeses. Michigan, we don't know. High State, we don't know. Penn State, we don't know. Um. The Big Ten, as you said, has always wanted to portray unity. There's this phrase that Gene Smith throws out, the athletic director at Ohio State throws out all the time, that a rising tide raises all boats. In other words, we're Ohio State. We know we're the big dog. We know people are paying the Big Ten millions of dollars for television revenue, but we're not going to lord our superiority over other programs over them. We're all in this together. That's very magnanimous of Ohio State. But at some point in time, if you have leverage, you need to use leverage. Well, Gene's not, never been willing to use that. He's leverage. never, you're right. You're, that, that's totally right. He's never been that guy who's never willing to that use guy. that leverage. Always a team player. And there's some cases when that's great. And there's some cases when that's not. And I think this is one of the cases when it's not. If you have the ability to play, I think you should still be making every possible effort to play. Who cares? Look, the Big Ten will be fine if you have to go and do something else for a season. You know, if Ohio State needs to go. Join a super conference somewhere. If Nebraska and Iowa have the protocols in place and want to go play an SEC schedule for a season, if that option is there, the Big Ten will still be here next year. I don't know if it'll sink the conference. In fact, what if you take in revenue, take on revenue, and you split it with the conference that you're earning playing elsewhere? Like I don't, I don't see the huge downfall other than from a PR standpoint. Obviously, it's bad if not everyone's on board, but. I don't see the downfall of a few teams branching off. How's that really going to kill the conference? Look, these things can be worked out. I mean, in the ACC, Notre Dame is playing as an ACC member this year. I mean, in terms of intractability, there's not been a topic in college football more intractable than Notre Dame refusing to join a league. But in the midst of a pandemic, Notre Dame realized, look, we don't have anybody to play if we don't have a league to be a part of. So on a one-year basis, we'll be part of a league. And the ACC's like, sure, come on in. You're in our league and everything else. But hey, oh, by the way, if you come, in order of us giving you a solid, you know, helping you with a solid, giving you a schedule, we want a cut of that NBC money that you get. Well, Notre Dame didn't want to give that money up, but they did give that money up. Now, if you can if you can work out a deal on that on a one-year basis, I can't believe that a, an effective commissioner I'll just say it. I can't believe that if Jim Delaney were in charge of this, and I'm, I was never a Jim Delaney fan because he never answered questions either, but he had swag. He had power. He knew how to wield it. I got to believe Jim Delaney would say, look, we got le- we got teams that want to play. We're going to let them play. Instead of, I'm just going to throw some 
some easy to follow numbers out here. Instead of 100 million bucks that we get off TV, we're only going to get 50 million this year. We're only going to have five teams playing. But instead of those five teams taking 10 million apiece, we're going to divide that 50 among everybody. We're just going to divide it among everybody. That's what you have to sacrifice, Ohio State, for playing. And, you know, Rutgers, we're not going to keep you at a disadvantage, but you, you know, or maybe you reduce, maybe you give uh, 65 or 70% of it to the teams that play and a portion to the teams that don't play. There's a way to work it out. Concession compromise, things that would take time to formulate. And that's, I think, what that goes back to is the fact that this decision seems so rushed to me. Yeah. Is that it was, we are releasing a schedule, and then three days later, the news breaks that they're going to cancel the season. It's like they were working to make it happen. They were making plans. And then within, just out of nowhere, and all the coaches, what was it all the coaches that were on board still wanting a season were saying? Give us more time. Delay it. Postpone it another month. Give us time to work things out and get the protocols in place and make concessions and make plans. And yet they immediately jumped on the decision to postpone. Like you... We could be sitting here discussing delays, and maybe they push that schedule back. Instead, we're talking about this. Um, this it just felt so rushed to me. And those are things that, given time, you could work out. But the Big Ten hasn't allowed that to happen. Uh, we are the Big Ten podcast for you to click on every week on the Chris Landry Football Channel and LandryFootball.com. Our show airs at 10 o'clock Monday live on Chris Landry Football Channel on Twitch. Make sure you bookmark it so that you can also follow the shows on the Big 12, the Pac-12, the SEC, all of our fantasy shows, our high school uh, football show, our recruiting show, film breakdown to the NFL, Chris Landry, a coach and a scout in college and in the NFL, LSU, Cleveland Browns. His resume is unimpeachable, and we're proud to be part of his network. LandryFootball.com and Chris Landry Football Channel is the one you want to watch on Twitch. So here's some quotes from Justin Fields this morning. In an interview on ESPN Radio, he says he talked to Trevor Lawrence. We wanted to get this movement started. Wanted to have college football unified. He said we wanted to come together and have a voice so people who are making decisions can hear our voice. Jay Williams, one of the new hosts of the new morning show on ESPN, asked Justin Fields about the potential long-term impact. How will you feel in two or three years if you have, you know, breathing difficulties, heart difficulties, whatever? Justin Fields' answer. I think COVID-19 brings a risk to everybody, but the question I would like to ask you is, would we be more safe on campus playing football or off campus doing whatever? COVID, people can contract it anywhere, but for me personally, I feel safer at the facility and around my teammates, knowing my teammates will be tested twice a week. This is the safest environment for me and my teammates. I think I would argue that at the facility, my teammates are safer than just being out and about. That's been my view too. However, the other flip side of that is, once Ohio State plays another team, once they interact with another team, exchange you know contact with another team, then you're bringing in, uh, in effect, uh, the health of that particular team and introducing it into your quote-unquote closed environment of the Ohio State bubble. But if that other team is following the same protocols, if there's twice-weekly testing, mm-hmm. if there's a bubble with that team, if the Big Ten was all up to the standard of Ohio State or cut out the teams that aren't up to the standard of Ohio State and you play, like you mentioned earlier, a schedule with the teams that can afford to implement Mm -hmm. said protocols, twice-weekly testing, bubble, etc., then you're not at a risk of cross-contamination if everyone who's not, who doesn't have the virus is removed from the sport. And here's the other thing. I think I want to talk about baseball for a second because there's a difference 
Um, a lot of people have been pointing out what happened with the Marlins, what happened a few days ago with the Reds having to cancel games because uh, two players tested positive for coronavirus. The, thing, the struggle with baseball is that you're playing a game every day. You play a game every single day pretty much when the season is in full sure. swing. Right now you do. Right now you do, right? You may, Maybe you have an off day every couple weeks. But you can't test every day. You just can't do it. Um, and so guys can get COVID and then play a game against a team and contaminate that other team because there's gaps between testing where games are played. That wouldn't be the case in college football. You will be testing. Players will get tested twice before every game. Um, and that's a difference that I think will prevent a lot of the issues of cross-contamination that have happened in other sports uh, in football where you, you won't have that level of um, – you can get tested before every game. Um, here's one final quote from Justin Fields. I think if the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12 all think they can have a season safely, then I don't see any reason why the Big 10 couldn't do the same. I think what we're doing at Ohio State is very safe. If we can get everybody on the same track in the conference, that would be a safe way for us to conduct the season. And this is kind of the rationale behind the letters from football parents to the Big Ten at Penn State, Iowa, Nebraska, and Ohio State, that they are at peace with the protocols on their respective universities, and they want to press forward. Uh, Problem with this is that the lawyers are, I'm sure, telling Kevin Warren and university presidents, you're exposing yourself to a serious risk of a lawsuit. It's a worst-case scenario. Top prospect in the Big Ten. He plays this season. He gets myocarditis, the heart ailment that supposedly uh, an Ohio State team doctor said they've found in 10 to 13% of of patients who've been hospitalized from COVID. All right, well, you bring in it to small sample size when people are, who are infected have to be hospitalized. So that's a small number. But it's still, they found it. Okay. Yes. So if you got a, an elite prospect who has heart damage, can't play in the NFL, are you going to get sued for future earnings compromised by playing football? Chances are you might. You might. That's a risk they want to avoid. Uh, how do you get around that? People have suggested a liability waiver. The NCAA has outlawed liability waivers for COVID. So the NCAA is like, no, 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 I get what's going to happen here. You're going to attach us to your lawsuit. So we're going to tell our schools no COVID waivers. So that's why, for those of you who try to put two and two together and say, well, look, if the players are okay with it, and the parents are okay with it, and they'll sign a waiver, why can't they just play? Because the NCAA says, no, we're not going to have a waiver. I don't understand that decision, though. I, I saw that. And trying I was to like, avoid being sued. Trying to avoid being sued, but yeah. it wouldn't a waiver avoid lawsuits. I, they will not allow, because they're afraid the courts will say, eh, waiver's not really binding. Oh. Ah, the way. Wait, what do you got? Circumstances. You got a, you got temporary, uh, you know, temporary lung damage from COVID. No, you signed a waiver. Oh, now you're talking about. Wait a minute, you can't be drafted in the NFL. Your career earnings of a half a billion dollars are compromised by your school playing football. Yeah, that's a big time cost. We're not going to uh, let the waiver insulate the school in that situation, which is often the case in court cases. The the depth of the breadth of the consequences imperil. The long-lasting nature, the if you want to call it complete protection, of the liability waiver. That's just the history of the courts in our country. I suppose that makes sense. I just, um, I just really think that with all the facts and the data that we have out there, until the Big Ten can be transparent and explain to us why the season is being postponed, why they have it, that there's too high a risk liability-wise, then 
you know, I don't think that should. There is actually enough risk to cancel this, even if you can't sign a liability waiver. I mean, think about the risks inherent of football in the first place, right? Mm. You would. That's something we brought up on the show all the time: is that the r- inherent risk of football is higher than the risk of you having a serious medical condition from COVID, playing football, getting it, and then getting a serious medical condition from it. So, I I think you need to weigh that and say all right, we're going to move forward with the season because the inherent risk of the sport is greater anyway. And there's been lawsuits due to the inherent risk of the sport, the NFL. Um, sure. Concussion lawsuits, everything else. Past. It's a risk you run. Whenever yeah. you run a business, there's liability. I think you make a great point, Andy, in that we view this as an either-or decision. You know, We play football and people get COVID. We don't play football, people don't get COVID. These None of these guys are going to get COVID. I mean, they are going to get COVID. It's a very contagious disease. Uh, chances are, if you play, if you don't play, you're going to get it. It's just, who do you blame for getting it? If you get it when you don't play football, well, you blame the kid who didn't wear a mask and he went out to bars and he congregated with his friends or whatever. But if he, even if he gets it for that same exact reason, but he's playing football, it'll be blamed on the football. So it's not a binary decision, but people say it's a binary decision. So one of the segments that we do here is called You Can't Handle the Truth. The truth when it comes to coffee is Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, and I encourage you highly to handle it. But first, got to order it, and you do so at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You get a 15% off price break when you use the promo code in all caps, BIG10. Hemisphere Coffee Roasters coffee comes from all over the world. It comes from Ethiopia. It comes from Indonesia. It comes from Thailand. That's where the good coffee is grown. They are very discerning buyers at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. They do good work because the growers who sell to them get more money than when they go through the government system of graft and all that stuff. They do great things in their local community. You benefit by getting the best coffee you've ever tasted. Many different flavors. They'll roast it light, medium, or dark to your specs. Go to their website, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, and order today. Use that promo code BIG10 in all caps so that you can get your 15% discount. You can't handle the truth. All right, Andrew, what you got for us on your You Can't Handle the Truth segment today? Uh, mine's a bit of hypocrisy, Bruce. Um, a bit? Where will you find hypocrisy? Oh, in the a Big bit Ten? of hypocrisy. <laughs> uh, we already talked about uh, Commissioner Kevin Warren allowing his son to play at Mississippi State still, despite the, um, you know, despite the obvious risks of COVID, according to him. But I want to talk about the Big Ten... So we, we said eight to six, right? Maybe. Maybe eight to six, yes. There's at least eight presidents that voted to cancel the season. Um, how many of those presidents are allowing students back on campus? I'd be all 14 of them. I'd be all 14 of them, Bruce. <laughs> you, have you seen the video? There was a video circulating on Twitter the other day of Ohio State students in a crowded line waiting for hours in a storm. But that That's irrelevant, you know, poor students, everything. Um but the, the, they were waiting for hours, clearly not socially distanced, and there was no way to enforce it because mm-hmm. they were in a line to try and get a free test to get back onto campus. And you're now allowing thousands of students to go to class and to live on dorms and live in dorms and to be near each other with this virus. And yet apparently it's not safe enough for football players who will be in a v- bubble tested twice a week to be back on campus and to be playing football. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I know a parent whose uh, daughter goes to OSU, and all of her classes are online classes. But the cost is exactly the same as it was before, even though you don't have the classroom experience. And they want them on campus because what do they charge you more for? Your 
books and your uh, academic load or your room and board. Uh, room and board. Room and room board. And board. As someone who just graduated, yeah. room and board was the highest expense. It's about twice as much as the academic fees. So they want them on campus, but they don't necessarily need them in class. But if they're on campus, they can charge you the same as before. All right, I've solved the mystery of the 8-6 to six vote. That was reported by Tim Brando, Timmy B. of Fox Sports. Ah. Teddy Greenstein of the Chicago Tribune uh, says that a Big Ten source tells Teddy there's a severe, uh, severe, serious divide in the Big Ten. The commissioner flubbed the messaging, but a source who knows the vote just told me 8-6 is ridiculous. <laughs> so I don't know if it was 12-2. I don't know if it was 8-6. Commissioner flubbed the messaging. <laughs> Flubbing the messaging. Uh, there's not much doubt about that. You can't handle the truth. All right, my you can't handle the truth is uh, a little you know, two-sided sword here. Jack Sawyer is Ohio State's top recruit. Uh, he's a defensive end out of uh, Pickerington, Ohio. Fantastic player. He'll be, by all accounts, a worthy heir to the Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, Chase Young, we think Zach Harrison, lineage of great Ohio State defensive ends. Uh, Jack Sawyer announced on Friday that he is opting out of his final high school football season. I hate that. I really hate that. Uh, having been a high school athlete, having been on uh, teams that won a couple state championships in high school, you're never going to replace those memories. I hate to see a high school kid be so invested in becoming a star at the next level that he walks away from his teammates at the high school level. But in this case, I don't blame Jack Sawyer and I don't blame his parents uh, Travion Henderson, a running back from North Carolina, is making the same decision to opt out. I blame a lot of this on the Big Ten and this kind of nebulous floating possibility of playing football in the spring. Like, if you're going to postpone the season, you have to have a concrete plan for when you're going to play in the spring, if you're going to play in the spring, how much you're going to play in the spring, and then when you're going to play in the following fall. And the reason why, if you don't, you see this happen with Jack Sawyer because in Jack Sawyer's case, he's thinking, what am I going to play like six regular season games and then I'm going to play, well, they're a really good team, probably going to play three, four playoff games, maybe more, and then I'm going to take a month off and then I'm going to go to Ohio State and if Ryan Day gets his way, we're going to be playing games in January, and I'm going to be playing. I'm certainly going to contribute to the team. I'm going to be out there. I'm going to be hit, getting hit in practice at the very least. And then the following fall, I'm going to play again for Ohio State. So I understand why Jack Sawyer is opting out because nobody's body, let alone an 18-year-old's body, is capable of handling that. So the Big Ten, I know this is not breaking news, flubbed the decision on postponing games, not so much because the decision is wrong or right. I don't know if it's wrong or right. But I know that when you make the decision to cancel games in the fall, you have to have every answer, answer, every question answered going forward. Okay, when are we going to play? Okay, when are we going to start playing? Okay, how many games are we going to play? Are we going to play playoff games? Because to prioritize player safety when postponing the season... You can only legitimize your concern for player safety if you can answer those questions about what else you're going to put the players through from a player safety standpoint. Right. Uh, and that's that was another conflict we saw this whole decision-making process is that 
administrators came out and said, okay, if we're going to postpone it, we got to be able to tell them why. We've got to have a plan. Yeah. They said they were going to, and then they just didn't. They, you know, there's been propositions from multiple different teams. There's Jeff Brom's plan. There's all these different plans are out there, and yet we don't have a decision on what the long term is. Uh, the long term plan is going forward, and why exactly this decision was made. And we don't have an answer, not only to when they're going to play, how much they're going to play. We don't have an answer to how are they going to grade eligibility. Yeah. Like, are you going to... Well, you can't know that until you know what the season's going to yeah, be. Yeah, but I mean, theoretically, you can play in the spring. So let's say early enrollees. Ohio State usually has well, somewhere eight or more eight early enrollees. Right so those kids are going to come in in January. And, you know, they're they're getting their feet wet. They're understanding how to play, what's expected of them, and all that in a typical spring practice. But some of them are studs enough that, you know, if you had to play games in the spring, you could get a reasonable contribution out of them, special teams, whatever. Are they going to burn a year's eligibility if they play in the spring? And then if they play again in the fall, is that two years? You get five to play four in college football. You get five years to play four seasons. Is that two seasons, spring and fall? Right. Is even it one? Take, is it one year? Red shirt, do you burn the red shirt when it would have been a red shirt in the fall? Instead? Yeah. Again, it's just another example of the questions that they have not answered, that they're not prepared to answer, that they didn't even think about answering because they didn't give themselves enough time. Make this decision later. The only Come thing. Up with these the plans. only thing that they looked like they did with some advanced planning was put together a schedule that had built-in delays to it, and then less than a week after that schedule was announced. They abandoned it and just canceled rather than use the wiggle room they built into the schedule. So, again, it's not a new comment. It's been a a vacuum of leadership uh, at the Big Ten level throughout this whole entire experience. All right, Andy, let's uh, grab a little recruiting update here and anything else you have, and then we'll uh, say goodbye to the folks. Oh, yeah. not, a, not a whole lot to update on the recruiting front. A few uh, a few three-star commits across the conference, Nebraska, Maryland, Michigan State, pulling in some three-star guys. Um, final thoughts, like we said, transparency. That's been the theme of this podcast. Let's, let's get some answers. That would be my final thought. That would be my final thought as well. I don't think this parental parental letters, parental pressure, Justin Fields' petition is going to make any difference. But I certainly hope that by the next time uh, we convene here on the A Few Good Men on the Big Ten podcast, we will be able to tell you uh, who voted and how they voted on the conference. That is where I would like to see people exert pressure right now. Because I think once people start to own their decisions, uh, then perhaps... Shining a light on those decisions uh, may force them to defend or rethink those decisions. Um, Again, I don't know the answers medically. I don't know whether we should be playing football or not. I would love to see it. I don't want anybody to have long-term health impact. But it is, as Justin Fields said, a little ridiculous that three of the Power Five can play and that Ohio State and other schools in the Big Ten who are so inclined cannot. That'll do it for us. Enjoy your day. The In Defense of the Big 12 podcast comes your way top of the hour here on the Chris Landry Football Channel. Bookmark it. Go to LandryFootball.com. Get all the latest at every level of football, whatever interests you, including fantasy shows. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next Monday. Hello. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.